section of unapologetic lifestyle and creativity. Get ready to be inspired and dive into uncensored truths with tackling business and mental space with other transparent influencers and entrepreneurs. Let our conscious conversations normalize the chaos you may call life. Our episodes will give you the confidence you need to zone in on your creativity and manifest your innate abilities to create. Let's get consciously creative. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to another episode of the Conscious Creative Corner. I am your host, Sia, and today on The Corner, we have a very special guest. She is an international best-selling author and has a hot new release that we're going to talk about. She's been featured on several different podcast segments. Genesis is a professional who knows her life's purpose, and she definitely always explains actively that it's time to speak up. Activate your faith and walk into the destiny God has for your life. Genesis has chosen to speak up for not only minorities, but also anyone who has been slighted on any job that they're in in any form, shape, or way. From her personal testimony, you'll learn how speaking up has brought awareness so that long-lasting change, guys, can be made. We don't want to win by remaining silent. Nope. That's not what we want. We don't want to win by overlooking injustices or even continue to practice poor judgment. Instead, we want to win by standing up together and engaging in those difficult conversations while helping each other. So I am not going to take up any more time or space because I am so ready to introduce Genesis. So let's get into the interview. Hey, Genesis. Thank you so much for coming and tuning into the Conscious Creative Corner. How are you today? I'm doing well. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me on your wonderful show. Yeah, of course. So uh, listeners, I... You know me, I I love networking. I love just being that awkward girl that kind of goes out there and just talks to everyone. Um, And I met Genesis through a Facebook group uh, for Black authors. And she was pretty intriguing because she had a book or she, at the time it didn't come out, but she has a book now that is out now and it's called Chocolate Drop in America. And I was just, oh, you know, I have to have you on one of our segments. And she, if you haven't listened already, she is in a previous segment where we have the Creative Corner Challenge. So after you listen to this episode, make sure you go back and just listen to how she was able to use her creativity to recreate um, a well-known story. But Genesis, I just kind of want you to tell people about who you are and, you know, what makes you a creative in this day and age. Okay. So everyone, I'm Genesis Amaris Kemp. I am an author. I wrote my first book, Chocolate Drop in Corporate America, From the Pit to the Palace. There was a great need for the topics that I brought up in the book because they're based on some of the personal experiences I have endured while being an African-American woman working in corporate America. So dealing with certain systemic issues, um, Caribbean background, um, always going to 
give shout outs to my roots because they say you should never forget where you came from and use where you came from to help you navigate where you're going to go. Um, I'm a wife. I'm a sister. I'm an aunt. I'm a lot of things to many, many people. But in this day and age and during this period of reset, I've learned to not stretch myself so wide that I forget about who I am. So I went back to the core and I said, who is Genesis? And I came up with things that really identify who I am, not just as a woman, not just as an African-American, but a person, a person that's birthed with purpose, a a person that's on a mission and a a person that is creating a movement to help other women and other men navigate through the trenches as well. Oh my goodness. Wow. (laughs) That's a, that was a lot. And that was so powerful. And, you know, you said something important, like not, not forgetting your roots. And many times when we're kind of going through, so right now listeners, when I, I don't know when you're listening to this, but, um, at the current point, it is 2020 and, um, we're going through a number of different things right now in the world. And one of them that pretty much stands out to not just, you know, the U.S., but all over is this Black Lives Matters movement. And just remembering that, you know, we are because we're here today because of our ancestors. And um, I think it was just important that we, when you pointed out your roots, Genesis, that, um, you know, even though you're from Caribbean descent, just remembering that we all kind of stem from one place, um, being a part of this community. Uh, I'm not going to give everyone like a history lesson or anything like that, but just thinking about like the triangle, triangular trade and, um, especially with Caribbeans and how we came about, but you did mention that your book is now out, right? Um, chocolate drop in corporate America. How, you already said it a, a bit, but how did you know it was time to move and say, you know, it's, it's time for me to actually put my experience into words? So it was one a conversation that I wouldn't forget um, having with my supervisor, who is a Caucasian woman. So it's not always true that women stick together. Sometimes women could be your worst enemy, too. Um, she had told me, hey, if we move you out of this admin bucket to the professional bucket, you're not going to be able to compete because this is a very competitive company. So I work for a Fortune 500 company. And I said, well, that's funny because I've been doing the work of a professional for two roles now. And I manage internal as well as external stakeholders. I feel like I have, you know, made certain improvements, which I have. So all the accolades were there and my work spoke for itself. And I had positive feedback in my performance review. But I felt that they saw me as not just an admin, but they saw me as an African-American woman due to the way that I was hired into the company. And I, and how I knew that it wasn't right was because I started fighting for myself because I knew four years into the role of being an admin, I knew I didn't want to be an admin. That is not the path that I saw for myself. I wanted to be higher than that. 
So it was all of those little instances and stories that played together. And one day out of frustration, I just put something in my phone in like a notes app that said chocolate drop in corporate America. And I wrote down some of the frustrations I had during that day. And that was part of the seed that I planted to my book. Little did I know that that seed was going to be produced into a full grown book. And it wasn't until I started networking, kind of like how you and I met. I met someone at a mega church here in Houston who is also an author who's been writing for a while. And, you know, I was just vibing with her. And then I really connected with who she was and her spirit. And I asked her for a coffee chat. So we met up at Starbucks and I shared with her some of my writings. And she's like, oh my gosh, this is really good. You could you could write a book about this. And I was like, I didn't even think about a think about a book at that point, just going to be real. But I knew it was a God thing. It was a God move. He was repositioning me for something else, like a greater purpose. So it was, I like to tell people, it was like a Mary and Martha experience. When her and I met and we collided, it was like my passion that I knew was deep inside of me. It was ignited and something was birthed during that interaction. Genesis, you're touching my spirit. (laughs) (laughs) A God move. That is, uh, those words are so powerful because you you were writing these things down out of frustration, right? Just kind of get it off your chest and um, probably just to like dump it out and get you into a clear space and look at God. You know, he made this way for you. So if you're if you're kind of thinking back, right? Mm-hmm. You wouldn't even have this book if this this person, this lady, um, didn't yeah. tell you essentially, quote unquote, no, you know, and exactly. I turned that no into a yes, because look at where you are now. That is amazing. So if you're thinking, you know, when you were having that coffee chat with her, was it more like a confirmation? Like, OK, you know, I didn't think about having this book, but maybe God was whispering in my ear about doing this book and now I'm listening and it's a validation kind of thing or was it more so like okay let me pray on it and then move forward I think it was definitely a confirmation because I knew that I like that I was a good writer and I had written other things before but I didn't know how it was going to be manifested and I felt like it was an inkling like God had birthed the seed inside of me. Then he sent along the author to water it. And then the next person came along to fertilize it until the soil. So it was like three different instances that happened at different times. So I knew three was like, okay, the father, the son, and the Holy Spirit. So that's kind of how I articulated. Okay, this is confirmation for the area that I need to walk into. Mm Hmm. That is, that's powerful. That really is. And so you're saying that you wrote things before. Uh, what Were they like pieces that you've published or was it just more so just writing as a pastime? Just writing as a pastime and then dating back. Oh, I'm going to give my age. About 10, 11 years ago, I wrote some stuff back in high school that got published in a magazine um, for the school. That's so so it 
So you've been a writer for a long time. Yes. <laughs> so this is it. This is it. Something new. You're you're well seasoned. Okay. So if we're thinking back, then you know you said since high school, if you had to do something differently as a teenager um, to become a better writer as an adult now, what do you think you would have done? Um, back then, I would definitely have been more bolder and braver with um, pro- producing more of my content. I would have definitely submitted more of my work to different, um, what do you call them, different contests and stuff. That's how I got published in the magazine in the first place. But I just felt like, oh, okay, at that time, like, not knowing what I know now, I was like, who's going to read this? But I feel like we all go through certain seasons in our life and trials and tribulations so we can help other people in their walks. So nothing is in vain. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So Genesis, what I want to do is I'm changing it up on you guys, you listeners. Um, usually I do this chill break in the very beginning, but because we are like getting so we were, we kind of dived into the powerfulness. I do want us to take a step back and kind of just think about everything Genesis has said and why you guys are taking a step back and thinking about that. Um, Genesis, I do want to ask you, you know, just to kind of continue to keep this relaxed atmosphere that we have on air. Uh, what would you say your favorite pastime is when you're not writing? Um, and when God is not whispering in your ear to, Hey, Genesis, go on and move on this content. What are you doing? Like, what are you doing just to relax? So I love movies. Like I love going to the movies with my husband or with my girlfriends. Um, I love having little um, happy hours, whether it's just drinking a nice glass of wine and some appetizers and just chit-chatting with some of my close girlfriends. Traveling, like I like going back to the Caribbean and that's like my happy place where I could just, you know, chill and spend time with the family or go to a different island and do excursions or something. Mm -hmm. I. Yeah, because I definitely feel like um, like some of my pastimes, like traveling, I want to explore the world because I want to understand how other cultures work and how other people think. Like, I don't want to just, you know, be an American and just know, just only know America. The world is so big and there's so many wonderful places out there to see. Oh, my gosh. Yes. I say that to my husband all the time. He's just (laughs) in love with like going to Mexico. And I'm just like, babe, um, God made more than Mexico for a reason. So let's kind of go out and venture and learn more about, you know, other places. And like when I'm going back home, I don't necessarily feel like it's a back home Jamaica. I don't feel like it's like a vacation per se, but it is great to like go and visit like the people I haven't seen in a long time. Um, and those that necessarily can't find their way up to the States. Um, you did mention something about culture and exploring other cultures, uh, kind of tracing back to what we, how we started about um, talking about the Black Lives Matters movement and just kind of looking at the things that has happened in the past 30 days to so many different um, young people. Do you feel like if the world was a little bit more diverse um, in culture, this would still be, you know, I mean, I'd say still because this is always forever going to be something that we have to deal with. But do you feel like there would be more of an acceptance 
if we were all a little bit more culturally diversified? I I think so. And the reason why I answered that way is because when you can understand a little bit more about someone that doesn't necessarily look like you, then you can understand their viewpoints and how they think the way they think and how they act the way they act. But if you're so closed and narrow minded and you only see things from your lens and your perspective, then you're already putting up a barrier. Mm, yes, they have those blinders on. I don't know where I read yes. this, but they were talking about having blinders on and um, trying to see where the world through. Well, maybe it wasn't blinders. Maybe they were like, um, they used to be called like Kanye glasses, but they're called something else though. Like they're official terms and you're trying to see the world through those, but it's all skewed. And it's not until you take those off that you see that there's just so much more that you're missing, but you're because we're not um, submerging ourselves into different cultures willingly, you know, um, we are walking around with blinders. And I mm-hmm. think too, I have yet to read your book, but because May 27th was around the corner and now it's out on Amazon, I am actually going to pick up a, the book and read it um, just to see, you know, what your experience was like firsthand and to learn um, actually how to operate in, I hate to say it, but white America as a black person, um, because when it's black America, black America does, it does not closely align with white America in my opinion. So I am excited to pick up a copy of your book and this is your actually first published book, right? Or have you published other books before? No, it's the very first one. Okay. Um, so do you feel like this first book has changed your writing process at all? or the process of how you write with now you being a published author? Um, yes and no. I've learned like some stuff that I had wrote during the first draft, like some stuff I cleaned it up a little bit. Um, so instead of saying, oh, I'm giving a shout out to my haters, I said we cleaned it up and said I'm getting, giving a shout out to those who, who discredited you know, me versus just saying haters, because, you know, I always like to say that if you didn't, if you don't have haters, that must mean that you're not doing something right. Yes. (laughs) Absolutely. Girl, say it again. (laughs) If you don't have haters, that means you're not doing something right. So. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Oh my goodness. So I like that you guys changed the language. Yeah. <laughs> so just to keep it PC, so we just put for all who discounted and discredited me because, you know, they they were the fuel to the fire, too, because if they didn't make me so darn mad, it probably wouldn't have pushed me to writing this um, title and being so frustration. So I I just give kudos to them, too. Hey, thank you for being a thorn in my side, because what you did, God used it. And he turned it around 360. And now I'm going to be able to bless other people and share who I am and allow them as well as call to action for them to share their story, too. Because I'm not just in this by myself, but I spoke up because it's not it's not just for me, but it's about the next woman and the next man coming behind and besides me and future generations to mm. come. Yes. Girl, I feel like there was this is a snapping moment, you know, <laughs> a snapping moment. But we're not gonna snap on you today, okay? <laughs> but oh goodness, okay. So 
I hope you bought a book for um, that lady that told you no. Uh, you probably didn't, but maybe you could and let her read it because I'm pretty sure she's one of those people that discredited you. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so you have your book now. Um, you're a published author. You are still going out and I'm pretty sure outside of your book. Well, do you do any speaking engagements at all to kind of talk about your book or just talk about your viewpoints at all? So I've done a few podcasts um, from the time I released my book on May 27th up until now. I think I've done five podcasts and counting and I haven't really done any um, live speaking engagements yet, but that's something I'm definitely um, looking forward to. I'm definitely open to that, getting in front of companies and letting them know that, hey, we, we have to stay woke and we have to talk about inclusion and diversity. It's not just about hiring a certain number of people so you could check the box, but how are you developing yes. those people? Oh my goodness. Yes, 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 yes. Because you talked about it um, earlier. Was So you said the way you came into the company, was it because you were like a quote unquote diversity hire? I don't know if that's what they call it in like real terms or was it something else? Because you said they looked at you a certain way. What was that about? It was something else. When I hired into the company, I had left a smaller um, corrosion company and I moved to this Fortune 500 company. And it was like a good move for me at the time because I thought I was going to go from you know, being in a small setting to being in a big setting where I can navigate in and out. But I I hired on as an admin, but little did I know is when they hire you as admins, they don't really develop people who are admins or techs. So when I say they looked at me differently, they looked at me because I started as as an admin or like Drake would say, started from the bottom. Now I'm here. Mm. (laughs) I started as an admin, but now I am in a professional role, but I had to fight in order to get to that professional role, I had to overcome the no's that I, that I heard and that I was told. And every time I heard a no, I just retrained my mind to think next opportunity or new opening, because I knew that if I didn't make it with this company, I knew that God was going to line up something else for me. But it just so happened that I had a male, a Caucasian male that saw my work and he was willing to help me get through the system. Mm. And I feel like, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm a, I'm agreeing. My wounds are agreeing. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no. And I feel like some people who are still stuck in the admin roles and they haven't been given the opportunity to get out of it. They look at me differently because they're like, oh, what did she do to get out of the bucket? Because people always are going to talk like if you're not if you're not on the bandwagon with them and you're doing something outside of what they're doing, they're going to wonder, oh, did she do something to get ahead or is she married to someone that works for the company or whatever the case may be? There are certain stereotypes, but that's not even the case. And I feel like we're all we're all working here for a particular reason. 
season we were all hired for a purpose but how you choose to navigate your career that's on you don't just expect for someone to hand something to you if you want something bad enough you got to be hungry as Les Brown says you got to want to go go out and reach your stars you know they're not going to just fall down and come to you you got to be able to fight for what you want and you know write the plan and make it plain exactly uh, yes, that 100%. Uh-huh. That answer, uh-huh. I know it was like long-winded. <laughs> no, 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 that is abs- that's absolutely fine. And you know what, too, um, you kind of touched on it. I feel like when we do feel stuck, you didn't necessarily say you felt stuck, but um, he put that guy strategically, you know, God strategically put that guy in place to help, you know, um, and because of your obedience, you've been able to move forward. And you even said, it, you know, you write the vision, you make it play. And here, Genesis, Genesis, I feel like you are still continuously writing, right? You're still continuously writing those plans um, that God has already had for you, but plans that you still want. And if it's in his will, it will happen. But the plans that you want and you're still going forth and working towards them because you're right. No one's going to hand anything to us um, without us actually putting in the works to get to where we want to be. So if we're thinking about other writers out there, like what kind of advice would you give them if they're feeling, you know, stuck or um, if they're maybe running out of ideas or having writer's block? What kind of advice would you give them? I would say the three R's that I learned from this pandemic, refuel, refocus and realign. Take a step back when you feel stuck and it's okay to, you know, just start over from the bottom. Even if you have to get a journal and every day when you wake up, write down a list of things that you're thankful for. And then at the end of that list, write down your prayer request or your vision. Cause some people may not be religious. Um, some people may not be religious. So write down, okay, this is where I want to go. And this is how I plan to navigate. So just start writing things down. And it's in writing things down that are outside of your normal writing. That's when things will start to come to fruition. At least I know it did for me. So the three R's again are refuel, refocus, and realign. Mm. Those have really helped me during um, this period. And even whenever I had writer's block, because I wrote the book pretty much from January to March every day after I got off of work. I went straight to writing. You wrote your book in three months, Genesis. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Yes. And it's, it's a short read too, but I wanted to make sure I packed in enough nuggets in, um, in my book. So even though it was in three months, it, it took, you know, a while it took, you know, prayer. It took like asking the Lord, okay, do I want to put this in the book or do I not? Cause I didn't name drop and I didn't say anything bad. It was just, you know, real. And I was very strategic with how I position the things that I put in the book for various reasons. Mm. Mm, I see. I like that though. So you guys heard it. And I think the out of everything that you said, I think what stuck out the, the most to me of your three R's is realigning, right? Because sometimes we become so rigid in our practices that the last piece that we always miss is adjusting ourselves and making sure that um, our adjustment fits or lines up 
because if we're rigid and and we, we're not willing to move, sometimes that's what's causing us to be a bit stuck. So if you're a writer out there, kind of try to put these three things that Genesis has said into practice and see if it, you know, allows you the room to grow with your writing. But this was awesome. So uh, before I let you go, Genesis, we do have a, we've come to the segment of a drawing board. And this is just like a really quick round where I'll have some rapid fire questions I'm going to give you that's going to help to sum up who you are outside of being a creative. And I just want you to choose the option that best fits with you. Okay. Awesome. And then if you don't mind, like before we conclude, I just wanted to read the quick dedication part yes. afterwards. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's absolutely fine. <laughs> Alrighty. So <laughs> actually you can actually read it right now. So we're going to pause the drawing board and we're just going to go with the flow and you can go read it. Okay. So here it goes. To Vanessa, my spiritual angel, my ride or die, my bestie, my little sister, even though you aren't physically here, I know you are smiling down from heaven. Your legacy and impact always live on. This is for you and future generations to come. So my little sister had lupus and she passed away um, about five years ago now. So lupus is like one of my um, things I'm passionate about. Um, the next part was Chocolate Drop in Corporate America is also dedicated to every admin who was told they would never get out out of the box, the one that the corporation places around you because they don't recognize your value and can't see past general administrative tasks. Admins, you are more than just an admin. Use your current situation to catapult you to your rightful platform. To every minority who has struggled to find their rightful place in corporate America or whatever industry you may be in, I dedicate this book to you as well. You are the ones who constantly, who had to constantly fight for a seat at the table, work twice as hard even to be seen and noticed, and feel invaluable as if you are just a number to the corporation. Eventually, you find that one divine connection who can see your work. Only then do you get a breakthrough. To every business professional in all walks of life, you are not forgotten. Everyone has faced and endured various trials and tribulations that could be spoken about, some of which were unfair, while others you turn from a negative into a positive. You have been emboldened to launch out deep and walk into your destiny, purpose, and calling. So no matter what profession you're in, you can achieve your wildest dreams. To those who are willing to take off the blinders, do some self-reflection and work on creating lasting change in the workforce, know that if we do not speak up, stand up and call out unconscious biases and work on changing the mindset of those ignorant individuals, then we are only regressing instead of moving forward in society. Let's all come together and work collaboratively and make lasting impact. These are for all the allies out there. Use your voice and let your voice be heard. Stand up for what's right. Lastly, I dedicate this book to everyone who has a dream not to let people or things keep you in bondage. Follow your heart, share your story, travel, and be the best version of yourself. Someone needs you to pass the baton, be their voice, narrate their story or partner with them to create a revolution of opportunities. So as I like to say 
stand united because if we're divided, we're going to fall. We all have something that someone else can build upon or use. So let's use our assets wisely and partner with one another. This was amazing. Thank you for sharing that, Genesis. And um, do you have, so do you have anything that you're part of that you specifically head for lupus or anything like that in, in remembrance of your sister or anything? Or are you just kind of a part of the regular? Just a part of the regular um, stuff right now. We do the lupus walks um, yearly basis. I've always wanted to take it a little bit further, but due to my current work schedule and stuff like that, I had to place some of that stuff on the back burner. Mm -hmm. But that's one of my goals to be more active. Yeah. So I, I, I'll listeners, I'm going to play some links too, just in case you guys want to join the move. Like I know they have lupus walks and things like that, but I'm um, join any of the initiatives for lupus. I'll put them in the show notes so that you guys can check it out. Your dedication was so powerful. I feel like it encompassed everyone. So this is absolutely a book for everyone too, to read and just, um, be, keep abreast of what it's like to strive, um, past the nose that you're told in life so thank you genesis for this thank you my pleasure okay so we are gonna do this really quick drawing board segment and then (laughs) uh, we'll take it from there so uh let's go all right genesis nonfiction or fiction nonfiction movies or tv shows movies amazon or walmart Amazon. Manicures or pedicures? Ooh, I like both. Um, manicures, because people always see your hands. <laughs> <laughs> You're not lying. That is so true. <laughs> Cru- cruises or all-inclusive resorts? All-inclusive. Mm, okay, so the Conscious Creative Corner podcast or the Conscious Creative Corner podcast? They're the same thing, aren't they? Is that they true? sure are. It's a <laughs> <laughs> so it's the Conscious Creative Quarter podcast. Thank you so much, Genesis, for being here. I'm going to leave all of Genesis' information um, in the show notes, including a link to her book. Make sure you guys go check it out and then share her book too. Share it with a friend. And if you guys like this podcast episode or if you want to enlighten someone else, just hit the share button and tell them to subscribe so that they never miss an episode. Genesis, thank you so much for taking the time to be here. Thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure to be on Conscious Creative Corner. And I love, you know, just vibing with you, your spirit, your energy. And I know you're going to go on to do big and big and better things and i look forward to hearing some of the other fabulous talent you bring on your podcast as well as you know the constant partnership and collaboration between women helping women awesome thank you so much i receive it i receive it claim it girl claim it (laughs) thank you hey creators thanks for listening to the conscious creative corner if you like the show be sure to rate subscribe and review on apple Podcasts or the listening platform of your choice. It helps other creators find ways to listen to our uncensored truth. Be sure to check me out on Instagram to let me know how you enjoy the show with a screenshot of you listening. You can tag us at NearlySia, or if you visit the ccorner.com, you can leave us a review there. 
And if you are a struggling creative or you just need some help with your creativity, check out the show notes. There will be a free guide there for you and there are tips there for creating content or for you to really dive into your creative zone. Don't let this episode stop you though. Please share this episode with a friend or you can visit our Patreon page for cool bonuses and you can join our creative community. In there, there will be some tutorials and ways that you can unleash your creativity. I'll talk to you in the next episode. Today's episode, we feature another podcast. The Take Nothing When I Die podcast amplifies and celebrates the wisdom of people who've managed multiple seemingly unrelated careers in one lifetime. These are your dabblers, your generalists, your Jill of all trades, your multi-passionate slash careerists. By listening, you'll gain key specific industry insight and benefits from the geniuses of chartering such a career path. Most people aren't working one role nowadays in one industry for their entire lives. And truth be told, traditional career advice hasn't caught up just yet. Tune in on the platform of your choice for life-changing insights from entrepreneurs and experts in the tech, matchmaking, entertainment, social impact, branding, fitness, creative beauty, and wellness industries.